Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. I'm your host, Tracy Mylacrane. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, and very much a realist. Rise Up in Business is designed to share with small business owners important legal information and some clever tips and tricks in short and sharp episodes, no legal jargon. With this podcast, I want to empower small business owners to rise up and take control in their business. I'll be here every Wednesday to tell you what you need to know without sending you to sleep. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Thank you for joining me again. I'm very excited to be bringing you my guest today. The person I'm talking to today was actually the very first mentor I had in this business. And Lorraine Murphy, who very rarely needs an introduction. Lorraine, welcome. Oh, God, I think you're talking me up a bit too much. I'm pretty (laughs) sure I will need an introduction. But thank you. I'm really excited to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. And I just think as you're recording, you've got such a beautiful podcasting voice. Very, very, very syrupy and, and reassuring voice. Oh, thank you. All my years of court advocacy played off, but what well, yeah. paid off. <laughs> it's nice to be able to put it to some use in, in this business, but I really appreciate you carving out some time to chat to me today on the podcast. Lorraine, you were my first mentor in this business, and honestly, you really were instrumental in getting me out of my head and thinking really crystal clearly about what it is I wanted to do in this business and who I wanted to help. And I don't know if you remember, but I was just coming out of academia. And so for me, it was very much, oh, yes, this is crystal clear in my head. I know what I'm doing. And then you you and I spent some time together at your place where you are now. We spent um, three hours together and we just pulled apart all the things that I'd never thought of because I'd been out of business for a while. So it was a game changer and it really was the best catapult into growing this business the way that I have. So I'm very grateful to you for that's that. That's great. And from from my you know, from my perspective, seeing seeing what's happening, it's just gone from strength to strength. So congrats on that. Thank you. Now, for the listeners who don't know you, could you just tell us a little bit about you and your business? Because you are a serial entrepreneur. This is not your first business, yeah. <laughs> and you've just got a you've just launched a new book. You're about to launch a new book, so I'd love to hear about that too. Yeah, I'm excited for it. So I'll give you the headlines. So obviously from Ireland, <laughs> not Australian. And um, my background is public relations and communication strategy, and then had the idea to start my business back in 2011, my first business. And what I ended up launching in 2012 was the first talent agency. Back then, we called them bloggers. Now we call them social influencers. So it was the first agency of its kind in Australia. So I started that business. And I'm very honest about the fact that it was pushing shit uphill for six months. And then finally started to get some traction. And happily, the business went on to be a brilliant success. So I ran the business for five and a half years. And we went on to win lots of awards. I got to go to Necker Island to meet Sir Richard Branson, turned over multi-million dollars of revenue a year. And just after our first, our first daughter, our first child, Lexi was born, I decided that I wasn't as in love with the whole influencer marketing space as I, as I was. I had published my first book and my second book was just about to come out, which was Get Remarkably Organized. And I decided to sell the business to my partner at the time and to start a second business, which was essentially the the shop of Lorraine. So mentoring, speaking, writing my books and and creating online programs. That was that's I describe it as my soul on firework. That's the that's the real, I guess my 
my mission and my purpose in life. So I've been running this business now for just over three years. And, and it's been a huge learning experience because the model is very, very, very different. The team structure requires is very, very different. And so now my business model is, it, I guess it centers on my book. So as you mentioned very kindly, my fourth book is coming out in January. And that one is called Step Into You. So that's, as I said to you just before we started recording, it's almost my last three to four years of mentoring wrapped up in a book. So I focus on mindset, energy management, goal setting, staying on track with new habits. It's it's quite a broad book. And I believe it's the book that every woman should have in her, her, her jeans pocket, her back pocket. Actually, it wouldn't fit in a jeans pocket, maybe in her handbag, because it really is almost, we're calling it like the, the BFF's guide to life. So that's a very, very top line on, on what I do and, and who I am. So in terms of what I do now, it's the podcast, it's the books. I've also got a membership model and I do most of my work centers on my one-on-one mentoring and my mastermind groups for entrepreneurs. So oh, I feel like that was a whistle-stop tour of my career. <laughs> but it's so impressive because we there's mentors and there's mentors and there's coaches and there's coaches. But what I find with you and what I was drawn to you when I was first drawn to you all those years ago, there's people that talk the talk and then people that can walk the walk. And you've done it. You've done it. And I'm really excited to, to share with my listeners that your book's coming out because you also have a course, an online course called Step Into You, which I've done. Working with you is about the whole person and the whole life, not just business or not just money or not just a skill set. So for me, my very first exposure to the concepts of masculine and feminine energies came from you. And it was way back then that I realized, oh my gosh, I'm living my entire life at about 97% masculine energy. And Tracy, so many women are in that situation, you know, it's it's really common. It's common and it's unfortunate, I think, because it takes tapping into someone like you, following someone like you, working with someone like you to realize it's actually okay to treat yourself as a whole person. And we don't need to feel guilty about the fact that we're wearing all the hats and we're really exhausted and we're close to burnout and we're feeling really guilty about the parenting and we're trying really hard to run a business and we're not doing any of it particularly well and we're really hard on ourselves. Whether it's a big golden hug or just that permission that we get from doing one of your courses or working with you and now I know it'll be reading your book to actually just take time out and say, you know what? Let's look after you first and then work back from there to do all of the other things. And I think that's so important. And I love that concept that you focus on, which is not only supporting women, but it's empowering women. And I love that, that you and I have that synergy in our businesses. Yeah, absolutely agree. And the thing is as well, if if our we could have the best business know-how, the best business coach, the best financial support in the world. But if our energy isn't there, if we're we're rocking up to our businesses every day, exhausted or burnt out or resentful or just feeling frazzled, we're not going to get the best out of ourselves and our businesses are ultimately going, they're, they're not going to go very far. So I think that's that's what I constantly come back to is, is our energy management and how we can optimize that. Because once our energy is good, as, as you'll know, and your listeners will know, when, when our energy is good, the sky's the limit. It's almost like the the foundation of everything we can possibly go on and create. And that's just business. Think about parenting, think about our relationships. If we're rocking up to any of those other elements of our lives with no energy, we're, we're going to have the very same experience. Oh, absolutely. As I say, it's the permission. It's the permission that you get to take a step back to say, actually, I need to work on myself to get my energy aligned 
to be able to dive back into all the things. But before even getting there, clarity. And I think, I actually think I first met you at ANU when you came to, to a speak, you did a speaking event. Yes. I remember you came bouncing over. I was so excited to meet you because we, we were booked in to work together, I think maybe about a month later. And you came over and introduced yourself. I was running out. I think it was a Get Remarkably Organised for a team session at ANU. That's it. That's exactly what it was. And you had said to me then, when we start working together in our first session, I'm going to ask you, what does success look like? And I straight away thought, well, that needs to be balance sheets and profit. That was my automatic position based on the law firms that I'd run previously and my, and my law firm, my law career up till then. And you've said, no, no, it's clarity. And I just had that light bulb moment and I thought, what do you mean? Isn't it just all about what the balance sheet says? Because I'd done those feasibilities, obviously, deciding to launch a business. But then once we started working together and we talked about the clarity and what success looks like, we could dive into the energy why do you start there? It was profound for me. It was an absolute game changer. Why is it that you start there? Because there's so many listeners that get in touch with me to say that they're in a state of overwhelm, they're wearing all the hats, and they just don't know where to go next. And so I think that's really important to understand this concept of clarity that you talk about and to understand why is that important and why is that where you start? It's such a good question. And I mean, I see we've probably got a lot of commonalities with our audience as well in terms of the, the women that each of us are speaking to in, in our communities. And I know myself from my own, my own experience that when I'm feeling really overwhelmed, it's generally because I've got a lack of clarity in some kind of area. I'm not clear on what my priorities are, for example, or I'm not clear. Maybe I've got a business issue or a parenting issue and I'm just not clear on, on how to move forward with it. So for me, when I get the clarity, first of all, it just gives me epic peace of mind. But the second thing it does as well is it gives me something that it's, it's something tangible. If I know what the problem is, then it gives me something to work with and I get some, I'm, I'm clear on what it is that I need to go and do or make happen. So for example, I, I mean, I, <laughs> Jim Collins, who's the author of Good to Great and Built to Last, I saw him speak many years ago. And he said that everything he learned about leadership, he learned from parenting and everything he learned from parenting, he learned from leadership. And if I look at our daughter, Lexi, for example, she's four and we were having some pretty big issues with her and testing boundaries and so on earlier on this year. And we had a session with a, a parenting coach who just gave us so much clarity on, and a strategy on how to move forward. And that just made everything easier because rather than us kind of fumbling around in the dark as complete rookies, we had a plan and we could execute on that plan or ex execute on, on the strategy. So I think when we have clarity, it gives us that peace of mind. And it also gives us, I feel it unlocks a lot of momentum and a lot of motivation to go and make some changes if we know what it is we're trying to do. Whereas when we're stuck in that overwhelm mode where, like you said, a lot of your listeners probably wearing all the hats and it's really, really exhausting and we don't quite know where to go. So I think when we can get clear on what it is we're trying to achieve and create a plan for that, then we can move forward rather than almost you're just flailing around and, and not getting anywhere fast, which is, it's almost a negative cycle. I think we get into that flailing mentality and then we flail even more and we feel like we're failing and yeah, fail, flail, fail, flail, fail. I feel that's, that's what a lot of people do. Not just, not just women. I think people in general will do that. I can relate to that so much, so much. And I've going to, I go into overwhelm quite easily. That's no secret. I share that a lot on here. But I've developed some strategies over time to identify when it's happening and strip it back and try and work out what it is I need to focus on. Because for me, you're right, I need to be crystal clear on what it is I'm trying to achieve so that I can go and achieve it. The overwhelm kicks in when that's really tricky. But you also had a really useful technique that I know that you still use, and it was the wheel. So when business owners say, yes, I need clarity, but I don't know where to start, and I don't know what that looks like, 
which is what I did to you, you had this wheel and it had all the different pieces of life. And that was something that was very new to me that I think is really super important as an anchoring starting point for people. What is that called? Oh, well, I I call it the wheel of life or or the life audit, depending on kind of where where I'm using it. So your listeners can actually download that if they go to the resources page on my website and just pop in their email address and they'll see all my resources. So it's the wheel of life exercise. So essentially what it is, is that, as you said, it's got eight different areas. So for example, family, it's got business or career, it's got spirituality, it's got finance on there. It's really simple. You just rate yourself out of 10 for where you feel that area in your life is at right now. And you work your way around the wheel. And then once you've completed your scoring and you've kind of colored in the dotted line, for example, a five out of 10 would be the the dotted line that's halfway up the the quadrant of the circle. So then they shade in the, the middle. And then what you'll have is the rough outline of a wheel. And I really like this tool because if we think about a wheel rolling down a hill, if it's got a flat tire, it's going to get stuck and it's going to wobble and it's going to fall over. And I think our lives are very, very similar. Often there's one area of our life that is not performing anywhere near where we would like it to perform. And as a result, it almost has like a knock-on effect to all the other areas of our life. So if I think about me, for example, in my my relationship with my husband, Wade, if we're not having a great time in our relationship, I'm just go- it's going to have a knock-on effect on how I'm feeling about our family, how I'm feeling about my work, health-wise, how I'm feeling. It impacts everything. And also, if I'm having business, you know, if business is, is lower than I would like it to be, that has a knock-on effect on finance, on spirituality and so on. So that's why I really like that tool because it essentially gives us a visual representation of where life is at right now and and essentially where the, where the red zones are, like where, where are the areas that we need to really focus some energy into in order to cumulatively raise the, the performance of our entire life. So yeah, it's the, the wheel of life. I love that. And it's so easy to 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 work it out once you're actually looking at it. Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. it's right there. It's Where hard do I to start? Explain in a podcast interview, but yeah, if, if if people download the resource, they'll see it there. It's, it'll make more sense, hopefully. Well, I highly recommend that because it is really super easy to do. And then, if you're a visual person like I am, you can straight away smack bang see right in the moment exactly what's letting you down or the areas you need to focus on, which is really helpful. And I love the simplicity. And you don't make these things overwhelming. There is no judgment. It's not confronting. It's just quite simply support and guidance and empowerment to crystallize these things and and to help navigate the way forward. I hope so. Yeah. I I think the last thing we need right now is to make things even more difficult than they need to be. (laughs) That's a beautiful segue into the next thing I wanted to quickly chat about, which is the work that I'm doing, which is based on the same principles not making things more difficult for business owners when it comes to legals, which are usually really boring and really overwhelming and people just think, ugh, I don't even want to go there. I am, well, I have developed in this business a really unique way, I think, to be able to make it really super sharp and simple and easy for business owners. And you've been my client in that context as well. So I was going to say, unfortunately, obviously I loved working with you. That was brilliant. But I was, yeah, I was subject to a a pretty unfortunate legal letter. So yes. (laughs) And in that process though, and this is one of the things I've loved about the work we've done together in both capacities, working with you and working with me. Yeah. It's not overwhelming and horrible and nasty though, is it? No, it felt very easy. And like you said, as we were starting to record, you, you said, oh, when we've worked together in the past, and I, I had to stop for a second and go, hang on, did we? Like, oh, of course we did. 
So yeah, I think it's it's just trying to make it as easy as possible for people, which I think is something you definitely did when we worked together as well. That makes me so happy to hear. And I love that. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'm so grateful that you've taken the time. And I'm just really super excited to be able to share with people that the book is coming out. And as I said earlier, I highly recommend it because I did the course. I pre-ordered the book. I've got all of your books, actually. And um, there's just little nuggets of gold in all of them. And if people are listening and you're thinking, gosh, which book? Just go to Lorraine's website and I'll put the link in the show notes because they're all there and I can't recommend them highly enough. And we'll put your link to Instagram and the resources page as well into the show notes so people can really easily find those. So I've got three quick questions that I've been ending all of these episodes with. So I'll just hit you with them now. First is, what is the best business advice you have received? I think the best, and this will probably not be new to many of your listeners, but I think it's really, really powerful, is to to hire hire slow and fire quickly. The biggest mistake that I see entrepreneurs making or business owners is that they've got non-performers or people sitting in the wrong seat in their business. They cling on to them for too long and it's so derailing for their energy and their focus and also really demotivating for the wider team as well. So that would be my biggest, be really, really considered on, on who you're hiring. And and if that person turns out not to be the right person, is to to get them off the bus is how I how I describe it as quickly as possible. Because I'm I'm sure you get involved in this from a an employment law perspective as well. You know, it gets really really messy and and really exhausting. And as we've already said, the the one thing you really need when you're running a business is is energy and focus. So that would be the best advice I've I've ever gotten for sure. Oh, I love that. That resonates actually because I do work with a lot of people who feel really stuck, and it is it's, it is energy being stuck and trying to cleanse that out. Yeah. Second question is, what is the worst business advice you have received? The worst would be to outsource sales. And I can't actually remember who was encouraging me to do this in the very early days of my first business, saying, you know, get someone else to look after the sales in your business and it it leaves you free to do the things that you really love doing. And what I had to realize in several painful times, I had to learn this lesson over and over before I actually finally integrated it, was that sales is the number one responsibility of any business owner and trying to get rid of it or hand it over to someone else who doesn't have necessarily the same passion or the same knowledge of of our business. It's it's a really, really challenging path to, to walk. So I'm not saying that we need to be the only one selling in our business, but I do believe it needs to be our number one responsibility to, to sell because I'm a firm believer in the fact that there's no problem in business that more money can't solve. So that's that's the why of that one. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. And I actually couldn't agree with it more. Fantastic. And the last one is, if you had the chance, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would say to enjoy it more. I remember in the very first year of my business, I was going through an exercise, which was actually do on my mentees now, a almost like a, a performance review on, on ourselves as business owners. It was a part of a group coaching program that I was going through at the time. And the biggest insight I actually had from that first year of businesses was just to enjoy the ride more. You know, it's so scary and and challenging and stressful, but it's also really, really fun. And I would love to, and even now that's something I constantly come back to is that, you know, you're getting to build a business doing something you absolutely love with people you absolutely love. So just, yeah, just trying to remember just to enjoy it and, and have have more fun with it, I think is, is a really big one. I, I wish I could go back and say that to myself in, in year one, for sure. That's so good. I appreciate that. And I think um, we all probably needed to hear that today, to be honest, regardless of our, yeah. we're not our younger <laughs> selves, but we still need to be reminded. And it comes back to what I said earlier about permission. 
for some reason, we get so stuck and I see it so often where we get stuck and we need permission to actually look after ourselves, slow down and have fun and we, we get caught up in the grind and the hustle and I don't like either of those words. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, especially, I'm just going to be really transparent here, especially when you add parenting into that as well. You know, I started my first business five years before we had our, our first child and you know, it is a lot easier back then when you, you can just work as many hours of the day as you want to. So I think it's also just remembering on the business side to to enjoy it more, but also on the parenting side to enjoy it more as well and to to enjoy the opportunity to blend blend the two together as well. I love it. That's brilliant. Thank you, Lorraine. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you so much for joining me and I will chat to you again soon. Thank you, my dear. Thank you for having me. That's it for today's episode. Short and sharp, just like I promised. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and I would be most grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, remember to keep your business legals in order with my annual legal checklist. You can grab your free copy by heading over to my website tmsolicitor.com.au forward slash checklist. I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening.